This is the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Now, here's your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? That is the You Need to Know podcast, Tommy B, and we are back. Good to be back. Um, Had some really good guests on the You Need to Know podcast. We talked to business leaders, community leaders, opinion leaders, a lot of folks, a lot of folks who are doing good and and definitely impacting the African-American community and more. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, TuneIn. And of course, you can also, because we are on TuneIn, you can check us out on the Alexa app. So you can can uh, talk to your smart speaker. Just ask for the You Need to Know podcast on TuneIn. Also, go to castropolis.net. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. You'll find the podcast and all the episodes, and you'll also find some other great podcasts as well. I am, uh, I'm, I'm really pleased that Kimberly Barnes has reached out. I guess she she knew I was struggling with some weight issues. Is that, is that it, Kimberly? <laughs> no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> is that the reason? <laughs> no. Nah. But uh, Kimberly Barnes, the owner of mightbevegan.co. And I got to say that right, because the black people always mess up that dot .com, dot .co with you, Kimberly. I'm just, I'm just yes, curious. Yes, they do. Is it? Yeah. Yes, they do. They yeah. always stick an M like I made a mistake. Like, no, that's there's no M. It's dot no C-O, folks. Dot C-O is in company. So uh, Might Be Vegan is an outgrowth of Kimberly's personal journey. Um, and uh, it's a culinary group that focuses on educating people about the benefits of plant-based eating by offering plant-based meal planning and in-home meal prep. And, uh, of course, cool. go to, again, go to uh, mightbevegan.co. Don't, don't add the M. That's might v be vegan, might be be vegan dot co. And Kimberly, I looked up a couple of things uh, for this interview and um, saw this thing on Healthline. And, and let me know if you agree with this, but a <laughs> vegan diet is richer in certain nutrients. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And it can help you lose excess weight mm-hmm. and it appears uh, to lower blood sugar levels and improve kidney function yes. okay uh mm-hmm. and a vegan diet may protect against certain types of cancer um and it's linked to uh lower risk of heart disease in addition uh it, it also reduces pain uh from arthritis and, and some of the folks uh and, and you may know some of these folks whether or not they really are vegans or not or this may be old information but j-lo um i guess according to her bio is a vegan um, activist Angela Davis is a vegan. I can't believe Mike Tyson is a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been after, way after he bit off Evander Holyfield's ear. <laughs> definitely <laughs> after that, because that's definitely a carnivore. <laughs> yeah, that would have that that would have <laughs> definitely disqualified him. Uh, Andre Three Thousand from Outcast uh, is a vegan. He, he, you know, he looks kind of looks like a vegan. You know, in terms of how. It, it, <laughs> wait, wait, his, hold on, wait. His, tell me, okay, what does a vegan look like? Uh, I have to know this. Well, you know, you can tell when people are eating lean. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. Prince at one point. Well, I mean, the, you know, the artist was was a vegan. You can tell, you know, people who aren't eating a lot of junk. And and he he kind of fits that mold, but I, I digress. I'm going off of Jay Z and Beyonce <laughs> apparently do something on a limited basis um, that's vegan, but you know I didn't I didn't see Beyonce releasing that Popeyes for um, you know to be a full time vegan, but that that may be another story. Now you don't know, we don't know. But but yeah. Kimberly, I'm I'm all over the place. Tell me about your journey and and what made you yeah. pursue the vegan lifestyle. 
Well, um, it's been a, the word journey is, is 100% accurate because it wasn't a thing that happened all at once. So I am mid to late thirties and I began my own journey towards better health at 16 because I wanted to make better decisions for myself. Mm -hmm. So I stopped eating pork, you know, while I lived with my mom, which was a hard thing because my mom is like, you're going to eat what I put in front of you. Right. right. You know, that's just how we do it Mm -hmm. in, in black families. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. So I had to say, you know, no, no to certain things while I was living with her. And then, you know, once I moved out on my own, I was able to make better decisions for myself and then encourage her to do the same. Gotcha. So, um, you know, it went from not eating pork to not eating beef, um, not eating seafood. And then the last thing to go was um, poultry. Mm, wow. And so, well, poultry as far as meats go and then dairy shortly after that. And so we're talking about like 15 years of, you know, almost 20 years of just a, a transition um, because I was never planning to be a vegan. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, most of the time when the word vegan comes to my mind, I think about um, this movie and I can't think of the name of it now, but I'll, it may come to me in a moment, but it's a movie where um there's a, a people sitting at a table and they're making light of the different diets that um, the girlfriends who are very frequent in the son's life are. Wow. So, you know, one girl does this, another girl does that. And then one per- one girl says, you know, well, I'm only, I'm a fruititarian. I only eat um, fruit that has <laughs> fallen from the tree or bush. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so you can't like pluck an apple and eat it. So I always saw veganism as an extreme thing not as something that was mainstream that that anybody should think about because i'm concerned about i'm like well aren't we supposed to eat animals like why are you concerned about like that everybody eats animals other animals eat animals so this was my um my own uh understanding of what it meant to be a vegan or or how people were thinking Mm -hmm. so uh fast forward to um 2017 last year I was preparing a hen for um, a dinner Mm -hmm. and I was putting all the herbs and I was seasoning it well. And my heart broke like in this weird way that I just can't explain to most people without them chuckling because it does sound really funny. Mm. And I just looked at the bird and I was like, I'm sorry, because I felt like in that moment, like I was looking at something that I had killed on my own. Mm. And that was sort of the beginning of not eating poultry. So it was that moment where I said, okay, I'm not going to cook poultry at home. I can't bring myself to go through that again. Mm. I'll still eat it out. Like as long as I don't see it, I'm still be fine. Then I started doing research around the impact that plant-based eating has on our bodies. Hmm. Okay. It was around that time that my mom and I started talking a little bit more in detail about her hypertension diagnosis, which had happened a few years before. Wow, and which is which is very prevalent. Cousin, who, very prevalent um, in the African American community, as as we, as we know. I mean, hypertension absolutely is big. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, one in um, so forty percent of African American women have hypertension. Mm. Um, and so that's pretty much half your family, you know, yes. if you are um, a black person. Absolutely. And so that being said, my, then my cousin, she was like, oh, you know, you know, I have hypertension and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be the next person in line on this. We need to understand what's going on. And so what I uncovered was that, well, a few things, number one, um, processed foods are not designed to feed us. They're 
it's not real. Anything that has been processed is not real and your body is not made to digest it. Hmm. Um, your body, our bodies are adaptable. It's kind of like when you accident, like when you were a kid and you accidentally swallowed that penny or that marble, it still came out the other side. Hmm. Um, but it was still whole, you yeah, know, cause yeah. our bodies aren't made to break those things down. Right. And so in a similar way, there are certain things that are built into processed foods that our bodies don't know how to break down. Hmm. And so they find places to live in our bodies. Okay. And so it's been proven over and over that processed foods cause cancer. Hmm. Um, case in point, bacon. Mm. The World Health Organization has put out a study. They said all processed meats are strongly linked to cancer. Mm. But yet and still, we're still pushing bacon. We're still pushing ham. We're still pushing all of these things. And so I tell my family, hey, I understand that you that there's certain foods that you like and you're not willing to give up meat. Just do me a favor. Stop eating bacon. Go somewhere else. And I don't mean switch to turkey bacon because it's the same thing. Mm. Stay away from those processed meats because, because the World Health Organization, the one one of very few organizations that are about the health of people, um, of, of the, of global health, they've said it very clearly. This is linked to cancer. Stop eating it. So that sort of information was just prevalent and how, um, there are even studies right now about how, when it comes to hypertension and heart disease, there is a belief that people of color are actually, um, salt sensitive. So when we experience hypertension, the impact that it has on our bodies, is much more significant and much more negative than our Caucasian counterparts. So that would be so, anything high in sodium. Am I correct in saying that? Salt, sodium, say, say more time. anything high in sodium, sodium intake, sodium content? Yes. Okay. Right. So, well, in that sense, saying that we are, are salt sensitive, meaning that our bodies respond in a way that is much more heightened, mm -hmm. um, than someone else. So when we, so even though we may consume a lot of salt, um, or let's say two people, one black person, one white person, they consume the same amount of salt. Mm -hmm. The black person is going to see a much more negative effect than the white person, right? right. Even though they consume the same amount. So that's what I'm saying when I when I say that we are are salt sensitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, our bodies are not made for, and these are studies that are pending that are, you know, uh, being considered because they're trying to connect it specifically to DNA. Well, let me ask um, you on, on your list. Did you mention fish? Did you include fish on that list? Of, as far as things I don't eat? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So you don't eat fish either. So, so no, let, let's don't. just say anything with a face pretty much. <laughs> right. I, I think, the truth. I think I heard, uh, it may have been Russell Simmons or, or some other, I guess, high profile vegan who mentioned they don't eat anything with a face. And that's, that's mm -hmm. the way they summed it up, but go ahead. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to clarify that for, for our, yeah, for, our for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've had many conversations with, um, people who've considered being vegan and they've maybe watched, what the health and some other Netflix shows. And they're like, you know, this is just over sensationalized. It's this, that, and whatever. And you know, some of that is, is true. You know, that is, t it is TV, mm, okay. but I will give you an example of okay. something that happened recently, um, mm. last week, actually. So, um, the United Nations, uh, was hosting the world health assembly and, one of the thing, one of the resolutions that they were trying to pass was one that would advocate or promote uh, breast milk, which we know there's been many, many, many studies that identify breast milk as the healthiest um, diet for a baby. Mm -hmm. And they were just trying to pass that resolution so that in countries, when it comes to marketing, that the 
breast mint supplements would not be promoted above or in lieu of or um, as better than breast milk because that's basically a lie. Okay. So in this um, assembly, the um, United States decided the all of the, the diplomats, the 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 our government said to the UN, um, yeah. So we're actually more concerned about uh, the. Uh, supplements and the fact that they are paying our bills. So how uh-huh. about y'all don't pass this? <laughs> so they threatened Ecuador. Um, the the um, and they said to Ecuador, "Hey, if you don't, if you do refuse to um, reject this resolution, we will actually remove um, military aid from you." Wow, wow! Um, because it also, was it had ec- economic impact on on their country. So. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Right. And they, they threatened multiple countries and said, "You need. You better reject this, otherwise, we are going to retaliate." Hmm. Now, the question is, why? Why? I mean, it, just a logical person would say, "Well, why? Why in the world would they not want to promote breast milk? Well, there's no money in breast milk." Yeah. Yeah. So when you when people say, well, you know, oh, it's a conspiracy, like just look at the behavior. This is not some story that's made up. This was in the New York Times Mm -hmm. last week with multiple um, uh, government officials who said this happened, but they refused to name themselves because they fear retaliation from the U.S. Wow. So the bottom line is that the U.S., is more concerned and the FDA is a part is can is directly connected to the government. They are more concerned with the dollar than they are with your health, mm-hmm. because ultimately, if they can make you sick, then you have to pay them for the solution. Wow. wow. So why then not give you things that are going to have you paying them for stuff you don't need as opposed to. So so case in point with this, mm-hmm. the reason that it, that I had such frustration when it comes to hypertension in black women is because when my mom was diagnosed with hypertension, mm-hmm. the doctor told her, you should consider a plant-based diet. Oh, and take this medicine for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. If this, if she needs to be eating plants, why haven't we had this conversation before? Why did you wait until she was whatever, whatever age and she's got a diagnosis for you to then bring this conversation up? And that's one like of that the things first- people say that once you get on medication, you never come off is, is right. why a lot of people. And quite frankly, it's why a lot of people don't go in for a diagnosis. They're afraid right. that they'll be on medication for the rest of their life for hypertension. But but let me ask you, I, I guess, in, in terms of being a vegan and are there different levels or is it you're all in or you're not? Are there different levels that when you look at people or anyone who may declare themselves, uh, if they may make a declaration that they're a vegan, um, is it all in or different levels of being a vegan? Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a term that's being thrown out now called vegan ish, where you have people who spend a good bit of their, um, uh, dinners and lunches and breakfasts eating plant-based foods. And then on occasion they'll have, um, meat. So they're sort of like an occasional pescatarian, an occasional carnivore. Mm -hmm. And I, I strongly believe that whatever diet, whatever eating lifestyle that you have is your personal journey because everyone should have their own reason. Mm -hmm. You know, you should not 
become a plant-based eater because Beyonce said so. Mm. Because ultimately, if like personally, I'm doing fully plant-based. I don't have any, there are no cheat days. There's no mm. cheese pizza. There's no, you know, fried chicken every so often. That's my personal um, thing. Okay. But I do believe that it is okay for someone to say, I am going to eat healthier five days out of the week. Mm -hmm. And then on two days, I'm not, it's no different than when you're training, you mm -hmm. know, unless you're getting ready for, um, a, uh, an event where you're, you're showcasing muscles and it's important that you don't have any cheat days. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's balance is important. Right, right. Um, there are certain things that I would say you, as I mentioned before, there are certain things you should stay away from completely. And I know that it's difficult because the taste of bacon, just about everybody loves bacon. Like who, when was the last time you met somebody who says, you don't know, no, I, I don't really like bacon. Like everybody loves bacon. Sure, so that's sure. one of the reasons that I actually had a bacon week in my vegan, in my plant-based meal planning, mm -hmm. because I wanted to give people the flavor of bacon without having all of the carcinogens. Okay. Well, you mentioned um, you, you grew up with a, with a, of course, you know, you got your black mom, black family, all these mm -hmm. holidays, um, yeah. and, and all the food. I mean, we're, uh, uh, you know, the, the African-American community is about food. I mean, a, a lot yes. of, a lot of our, our culture is wrapped in food. So as a black yes. vegan, uh, you know, how do you handle the challenges? Because I mean, you know, we grew up, I grew up in the South and mm -hmm. pork, you know how pork is on, on a, on a, yep. <laughs> on a holiday, on a Thanksgiving or even chicken. Mm -hmm. and, and some of the things you mentioned that you may not including your diet. So how do you deal with that in convincing, um, you know, folks, either family or, or folks who are heavily into that lifestyle to make a change? Mm -hmm. How do you convince? Yeah. Them? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you don't actually have to do any convincing, you know, the, the stroke from such and such mm. convinces yeah. the cancer diagnosis from such and such convinces, mm. you know, there, ha there's a route for many of these things so that you don't have to really spend much time using your voice. Mm -hmm. You just say, Hey, I mean, Here's research. I mean, you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and I try not to beat people over the head. You yeah. know, when I stopped eating pork, it took my mom maybe seven or eight years after I stopped eating pork mm -hmm. for her to stop eating pork. Wow. And then um, even then it was still just like a little bit like, oh, I'm gonna have bologna every so often. I'm gonna have hot dogs every so often. I was off hot dogs before I was off um pork altogether because i'm like there's like rat teeth in here like i'm just oh not in, i'm not into that, that hot dog is scary um, i hate to say it it's a scary <laughs> it's a scary concoction you know that i, I don't i don't even want to get that's another podcast <laughs> we could do the, 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 the pot the, the podcast on hot dogs so yeah i agree right i agree i hate so, to say it because I mean, it's in the house that's like, the uh, thing and, I, and honestly i think some of it is about alternatives yeah. giving people alternatives that taste good yeah and i think that is really the soul of might be vegan because okay. there are so many people who might do it mm -hmm. if they knew the food tastes good. Well, talk talk because to us about that, that that business model of might be vegan and some of the things you provide, the services you provide. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, really, it's two it's two sided. Um, there is the subscription side where I'm reaching people all over the world, and then there is the meal prep side, which is specific to Atlanta. Meal prep is exactly what it sounds like. I'm coming into your house. Um, I am preparing the meal for your family, and that's it. You just you hire me for a day for a couple of days a week. And you've got meal prep. I'll actually do the grocery shopping. I'll clean up the kitchen. So pretty much you've got food in the fridge. And then when I leave, everything's clean. So that's Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Now, the subscription service is a little bit different. I'm still doing the meal prep, but I'm meal prepping in my home. And I'm giving you the recipes for the things that I've prepared that week. Mm -hmm. So it is an outgrowth of 
um, me saying to myself, I have no idea what I'm going to eat this week and I want it to be plant-based and I need it to taste good. And these recipes that I see online with Karen and her raisins and her potato salad Mm -hmm. are not the answer. (laughs) So I had to switch and I wondered if anybody else was interested in the same thing because the other, the other side of veganism or, um, is the fact that there are still many, many processed foods in veganism you can be veganism you can be vegan and still eat crap you can eat chips Mm -hmm. you can eat oreos and you know (laughs) ice cream like you can still eat junk Mm -hmm. so my goal is to get people eating more vegetables and less processed foods and that's one of the reasons why i call myself plant-based is because i'd like to be like 90 percent plants Mm-hmm. Then you got that little 10% that gives you some wiggle room for a dessert every now and then sure. for, you know, some cream cheese over here that's plant-based. You know, it gives you a little room to play. Well, let, let me ask you, because you mentioned the junk and in a lot of most of the major outlets, the stores, grocery stores, you have a vegan section, uh, yep. frozen. And you mentioned the chips. Do you use any of that or recommend any of that for your clients? Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because I don't believe in those products. Now I've had clients who have requested special things from me. Um, one of them was like, I really, really just want a Mac and cheese. Can you make me a Mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. So I go to the store and I grab every last cheese brand that I can see. I try all the cheese brands and then I create something for, um, that particular family. Okay. And I let them know, I'm like, listen, this is sort of like a one-time thing. Please don't expect that I'm going to keep coming back and making this Mac and cheese for you. Um, and here's the reason why we have a ton of organizations right now. Um, even big brands that are at the table, figuring out how they can take advantage of the vegan market Mm -hmm. because it's getting a lot of play right now. You've got Beyonce and Jay-Z talking about it. And so they want to get on board because they understand that this is now a cultural shift. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that moment where um, things are shifting in multiple industries, not just with food. You've got vegan fashion, you've got vegan makeup, vegan. There's so many wow. ways that you can be plant-based. Yeah. Um, so a lot of companies are trying to take advantage of that. The problem with that is just that companies are taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily considered considering your health, just like they weren't considering your health six months ago when they didn't have a vegan product. Right. Now, of course, there are some plant-based organizations that are solely plant-based and they only have plant-based products. Mm-hmm. Okay. My concern with that is that we don't know the impact that these processed foods are going to have on our bodies. Mm-hmm. We know what the, pro- what the impact of carrots are going to be on our body. We know about kale, Mm-hmm. We know about watermelon radishes. We know about watermelon. We know these things, mm-hmm. but we don't know the impact of pea isolate uh, protein. We don't know the impact of all of those other chemically processed um, non-food items or or food-like items. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. The man-made. 15, 20 years from now, man-made. we might. Yeah, yeah. How, how long have you been in business with, um, with, with the, the website and the company? Um, how, oh, wow. How so it's it? like a baby. It's totally new. Wow. So I actually launched this Instagram page in April mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get some feelers out there to see how it worked. I launched the business um, in officially June 1st. I got all of my paperwork. Wow. But I started testing out recipes and stuff with friends and family in mm-hmm. May. So we're talking about a month old, like completely mm-hmm. um, with all the insurance that I need, but yeah. then like a test, like a month before. So maybe two and a half months, maybe. Yeah. How would you, how would you describe your startup process? Was it um, 
um, good learning, painful? What word would you, or how would you describe it? I'm going to say fast. Mm, okay. That's good. So this isn't, this isn't my first business. Um, mm-hmm. I also have a content development agency called content part. Um, that's not even my, the first business that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably business number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, content park was the first business that actually lived past like year one. Mm-hmm. So it's doing its thing. Um, I've got a team that's working on that and managing that process. But after, um, after the new year, I set a course to um, launch a new company mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. I tested a few concepts mm-hmm. and then I kind of fell back into um, actually a mentor. Well, I'm not going to call her a mentor. She's more of a coach. Um, she's actually our in-house coach for the um, a content company called Content Park. Okay. And she had done a coaching session with one of our team members. And out of that coaching section, the team member came back. She was like, you know, I had a a chat with such and such. And she asked me this one question and I knew I had to make a decision. She was like, I love you guys, but I have to change my career because what I'm really passionate about is X. Mm, And so I was so sad because I'm like, hey, coach, now you're not supposed to have my people running away. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to keep them where they they are, keep them happy. But, you know, ultimately it's about, you know, them achieving their goals, their dreams. And the question that she asked had me asking myself that same question. Mm, And I thought about, I started thinking about food, which I've been passionate about for years. Mm. Um, I've always known that I wanted to be in the food industry. There was never, never a question. Like, even if you look at some of the articles that I've written for clients and, um, you know, all over the web, you'll see that in my bio, Mm. one of the things it says is that I was born back when Oregon Trail was on the green screen and you can find me most days pretending that I am on an episode of Taste in my kitchen. So it has (laughs) always been a part of my life. So this is really just an outgrowth of personal passion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, being passionate about health and, and and sharing information so that people can make their own decisions about what they eat and what they do. Mm-hmm. And then also just loving food and loving creating and sharing and building that community um, and, and making people happy. Excellent. Uh, so in as much as this is a two month old, very quick launch, mm-hmm. um, it's because I've had so many other launches that this was like, okay, I know I need this, 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 and this. I took like a month off from my other business, put that in the hands of the other team members and said, okay, I'm going to launch this thing started in late February by April 1st, we were up ready to go. Um, I did the test in April to see how people were feeling about, you know, the idea, the concept. Um, and then two months in, I'm like, okay, let's make it official. Got all the paperwork, got the insurance, the licensing. And now we're, we're cooking with, with, um, grapeseed oil. I would say grease, but we're cooking with grapeseed oil. (laughs) Excellent. Well, let me ask you about being a, a, a black female, a young black female entrepreneur. You've, you've, you've launched several businesses. Uh, as, as a as a young black female, and and you hear about the Kylie Jenners and and, and some of the other folks. What what's the challenge for uh, black female entrepreneurs? Because one of the things I had a conversation with someone regarding uh, the name I just mentioned, um, and 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 some of the success that maybe a young white female may have. What's the challenge that young black women have in terms of entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you brought up the Kylie Jenner example because I was talking with a friend of mine about her story and I believe it was Time Magazine who featured her saying that she would be the next youngest self-made billionaire. Yes, correct. And I thought that was just really interesting, the language that they used Mm -hmm. from that. Okay. And I found that language very inaccurate um, because Kylie is not Mm, self-made. Kylie is a a reflection or the culmination of 
um, many, many years and many reputations built on top of each other. Okay. We're talking now OJ and then um, the father who's now um, mother number two. And then we're talking Kim Kardashian. So you've got this platform like she did not begin from zero. Right. She, as a teenager, she was on television. Mm -hmm. How yeah. many teenagers do we know that are on television? Not Absolutely. very many. Yep. Um, then she moved from being on television and having people follow her and, in and interested in her to she skyrocketed when she was able to um, modify her body mm -hmm. to look more um, how she felt like she was inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you put all of that together, you put all of the the wealth that is in that family mm -hmm. and you put together the reputations that they've built, um, the uh, relationship equity that they have. Now you have someone who's 21 who can walk out and say, okay, I have an idea. Will it fly? And then be amazing at it. Right now. What don't black women have mm -hmm. all of yeah. that? Yes. We yeah. don't have the, we don't have the funding. We don't have though the relationship capital that's necessary for, to make these big moves like she did. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have necessarily, um, and I say this as a blanket statement. Obviously, there are people who don't fall under this category. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but we don't necessarily have the blind support mm -hmm. that Kylie had. Right. Because I think that's the thing that when you have a certain level of celebrity, mm -hmm. people support you no matter what you do. Right. And, and, and you, you, you as a as a black female without the name recognition or name value, um, you're you're asked you're, you're placed under more scrutiny. Would you say? I mean, most most. Uh, Startups are, are placed yes, under much absolutely. more scrutiny. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have okay. to still prove yourself. So, um, you know, with Content Park, I find myself always having to prove myself in a room full of people who don't know me. Right. Um, so in that instance, it's important to have a network, to have advocates. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, so I went to um, an HBCU. Okay. So most of the people that I know look like me. Okay. Who are in different corporate you know, settings. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is I did not pledge. So I don't necessarily have that network. Mm -hmm. I'm also an introvert. Right. So even though I built some quality friends, these friends aren't necessarily in positions where I can pick up the phone and say, Hey girl, I'm trying to work with your company. Okay. They're not in these positions to say, Hey, I'll, I'll bring, I'll introduce you because you're my homie. And I know you do good work. Mm, okay. That's how businesses grow. It's like this, my friend, let me introduce you over here. Um, but your friends have to be in positions to help you. And that's not always the case. Sure. So on top of that funding, like having access to funding to grow and do what you want to do, um, is very limited. And then having people who will believe in you, who will bring you into those meetings, mm. um, because those meetings are being had all the time. Um, you know, with content park, there are opportunities for us to, um, you know, a small deal for content park would be a $10,000 deal. That's a small one. Mm -hmm. You know, a one that, you know, makes you happy is one that's like six figures. You'd be like, okay, how you do that? But, Nobody's bringing us into the room for the six figure deals, even though we're bidding for them, sure, you know, we're, sure. we're, we're participating. Mm -hmm. But the thing that pushes you over the edge is the fact that, oh, I know somebody over here and, and this person has an edge because they know somebody. Right. So the right. path, at least on the B2B side, the business to business side, having that network is important. You know, that's the way that our business closed um, the University of California University system. It's the largest public university system in the world. Excellent. But we closed that based on relationships. Mm -hmm. We didn't know anything about a need. 
We didn't know. We didn't see anything about a bid that was out there. Mm-hmm. We had no idea that there was something that was there was an open opportunity. Mm-hmm. But someone who worked on the board was a friend of my friend who I had been in conversation with. And she said, oh, we can't do this project, but I have somebody I can refer you to. And so that's how business happens. You know, in as much as people make it seem like, you know, you're marketing out here and you're selling business happens behind closed doors. It happens. Deals are closed before people wake up and, and even try to sell you. Absolutely. You know, I've done so much like cold marketing and I stop because I'm like, this isn't doing anything for no, me. No. I'm getting leads that are interested because they're just trying to meet a quota of the number of people they're supposed to interview before they can. Oh, we check this group. We check this group. So for me, it's all about relationships. And that's no different mm-hmm. than might be vegan. Yes. It's the reason why I'm like, hey, come to my house and try this food. Mm-hmm. I know you're hungry. Just come eat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, going, going back to the vegan, I mean, you've got folks out there who are considering the vegan lifestyle. How would you mm-hmm. recommend, uh, what would you recommend to someone interested in transitioning into vegan? What would you recommend? Um, I think uh, my first thing is I would go back to something I said earlier about having a goal for yourself. Why are you doing this? Um, When you know that, it's much easier to give yourself room Mm -hmm. to make mistakes, to move forward, or to say, okay, I'm going to be Mm vegan-ish. Like if you're trying to lose some weight, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Maybe you are nervous about a diagnosis for um, type 2 diabetes or hypertension, and so you want to curtail that. Okay, cool. Um, Or you are an animal advocate, and you don't want to hurt animals anymore. Okay, got it. Or maybe you're an environmentalist, and you understand that the impact that meat production is having on our environment is much more detrimental than pretty much any other uh, like even car emissions, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, the production of animals or the production of animals for the cons- for food consumption mm-hmm. is um, much greater. Um, the greenhouse emissions are much greater than just even car emissions. And so just imagine like how big that is. Right. Because everybody has a car. That's true. So maybe you're an environmentalist and you're concerned, but whatever your, whatever your why, make sure that that's really clear and then set expectations for yourself. Because I do believe that especially with social media, it is very easy for a person to feel shame, defeat, or disgust with themselves because they're not meeting some expectation that someone else has put out there or even expectations that they believe other people have for themselves. Like, let all of that go. Yes. Reset your expectations and decide how you're going to do this so that you can succeed. Because I would rather a person succeed doing it three days a week than fail and feel like a, a, um, feel like a failure because they didn't do it, um, five days a week. Correct. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. How can people connect with you if they want to connect with you, um, and, and, and start the process? How did, how did they connect? Yeah, so I am on Instagram. I am at might be vegan. So that's M I G H T letter B vegan. Um, oh, I do have one more thing that's yeah, really important before absolutely. transitioning while absolutely. you're transitioning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is to do this with your doctor. Mm. Um, Good go advice. get a physical. Good advice. Find out where your numbers are currently mm-hmm. because you won't know progress until you know where your numbers are. Right. And then get like a real, for real, for real physical mm-hmm. because, you know, doctors will get away with 
just taking the basics, mm-hmm. um, but get everything. You know, if you're a woman, get a pap smear, do the breast exam, ask for the um, the STI stuff, um, ask them about your hemoglobin, ask them about your um, glucose tolerance test. Mm. Um, all of that stuff can help you make the better decisions about what to eat. Um, uh, your LDL numbers, your, uh, what is it, low density uh, lipoproteins, like getting all of those things tested, they won't do it automatically. Mm-hmm. But ask them these things because it will help you make better decisions about what you eat. Um, so Instagram at might letter be vegan. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. And <laughs> See, you're like me. I'm just getting in. I'm just starting to use the Twitter, IG and Facebook is, and the website's been it. So yeah, I, I, I totally get that. So how do they connect yeah. with you at Twitter? Because I know a lot of people are transitioning over. So Twitter is where yeah. now? Where is that? Um, so Twitter is might be vegan, the same, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my website. So I'm always on Instagram. I'm really good at responding to DMs. As long as they're not like DMs, like, can we go on a date type stuff? I usually <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Stay focused. Um, or somebody's trying to sell me something, but I will respond if somebody's asking questions about like, you know, what they should do. Um, and I'm usually commenting pretty regularly and connecting with people online. Excellent. Kimberly Barnes, the extroverted introvert. <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh, thanks for spending time and, and, and hanging out and reaching out to the You Need to Know podcast. We appreciate it. And, and, and you're Absolutely. doing great things. And, and, and the fact that you, you've got multiple businesses, uh, you know, you're, you're worth connecting with, uh, you know, not only just for uh, the vegan element of what you do as a business owner, entrepreneur, but also for a lot of the other things that you're doing. So kudos to you. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and absolutely. Uh, our podcast, uh, we, we connect with people like Kimberly, business leaders, community leaders, innovators, just straight up opinion leaders. You can find the um, the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn. Uh, and, and again, check us out on TuneIn because you can use the Alexa app as well as uh, real soon we're going to be added to the lineup in Cleveland at WOVU 95.9 Community Radio. Shout out to Cleveland. And of course, Instagram at You Need to Know Podcast and Castropolis.net is is our network, C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. Uh, subscribe and share and make sure, you know, definitely uh, get the good word out about Kimberly Barnes and might be vegan.co, not .com, folks. Go ahead and get that right. Kimberly, again, thank you for being on the show. And uh, definitely, we'll be in touch. And I'll be reaching out to you about your your vegan, your vegan lifestyle. I'm trying to, I'm trying to head in that direction, Kimberly. I am working <laughs> awesome. on it. I am working awesome. on it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Thomas. All right. Thank you for listening. And uh, again, connect with us. And here's more information on how you can connect. You've been listening to the You Need to Know podcast, putting the spotlight on black businesses you need to know that are serving our community. Subscribe by going to castropolis.net. That's castropolis.net. Also, search You Need to Know Podcast on SoundCloud. Interested in becoming a spotlight business on the You Need to Know Podcast? Click on the Spotlight My Business link at the podcast page. Thanks for listening.